Hi guys, this is the Wookie. Um, welcome to the second special that we've done uh, for the Big Footy podcast. This particular one is on the drug saga at Essendon, and with us for this is the prosecutor uh, from the Essendon supporter group, and he's taking questions from uh, myself and Messenger and uh, the old Dark Navies and Chief and uh, Jamie Johnston. So sit back. And uh, hopefully you find this informative. When are we going to come to the the unfortunate matter of the Asada investigation? Because um, I've only really got one question on it for you, prosecutor. And do do you believe there is an element of the personality cult at work with James Hurd and elements, very large element, I would argue, of the Essendon support? Oh well, um, obviously he's a trusted figure, and he's a figure that's been um, well. He's really been equated with success at the Essendon Football Club for the last 15, 20 years. So um, he's definitely, obviously, he's going to have the benefit of the doubt. Um, and until evidence really presents itself to otherwise, I think Essendon supporters have the right to, you know, stand by him. And I know the Stand By Herd campaign got a lot of... Uh, it, it got a lot of um, angst from opposition supporters and, you know, mockery. But um, <laughs> yes. But um, it was it was more based on um standing by you know her with these allegations when he couldn't really fight back as opposed to saying, you know, he's completely innocent. And I think that's the thoughts of most Essendon supporters that we're standing by them until we can get you know all the findings back from the investigation and then can make an informed decision rather than you know um, adhering to the lynch mob. I noticed that there's no hashtag for standby Tomo or standby Ian Robson or standby uh, Paul Hamilton or anybody else who might have been involved in this. It seemed to me, as much as opposition supporters have focused looking, on... Though. Well, this is true, and they've got a full head of hair. I mean, that's something to talk about. But yeah. um, <laughs> but, but it, as, much as, um, as much as opposition supporters have focused on Herd, so too... Um, the essence supporters seem to have got around her rather than anybody else in the in the organisation, and, and I think that's where the cult of personality feeling comes from. Is that they're centred on the feeling is that they're centred on protecting James Heard. Well, I think James Heard's the um, figure for all this. So it's not so much just James Heard in particular, but it's his face, it's his um, reputation, and all that sort of stuff. That's the main. It's, you know, the red to the bull, so to speak, when it comes to the media and all that sort of stuff. So we've got Caroline Wilson, Patrick Smith and all that calling for his resignation. So I guess he's really a figurehead in all this. You know, if we defend if we defend that line, then, you know, everything else falls behind him. So nothing else will fall. But so I don't think it's so much just defending him blindly. I think it's just the front line of the defence, really. And then everything else falls back from there. Uh-huh. There's a cliche in footy that says the, that no one's bigger than the club. And um, at North Melbourne 11 years ago, you may be aware, Wayne Carey and um, the vice captain's missus had a bit of an affair and so on. And Carey was serious. What? I You're know, serious? it's hard to believe. Wait, why wasn't I told? Um, Kept it pretty hidden. No wonder I couldn't get in the bathroom that night. <laughs> <laughs> so the point of it is that North got rid of Carey and said, look, no one's bigger than the club. Is Heard bigger than the club, or I'd suggest that in the minds of many Essendon supporters, Heard has become the club. You know, the the two were 
uh, inseparable in the minds of many Essendon supporters. Is is there for you, Prosecutor, a point at which you have to say, well, James, can you at least stand aside until you, you've had the opportunity to clear your name? You know, Robson wasn't given that. We've had Ziggy Swatowski and his report and so on. What makes James so much more different that he he can be seen to be not bigger than the club, but somehow also bigger than the club? Well, I don't think he's bigger than the club. I think he's the individual at the moment that represents the club. So I think Essendon supporters are going to stand by him because I think the difference between Carey and Heard, apart from obviously what actually happened, is that I think Carey's was a pretty open and shut case of what actually happened. Whereas with Heard, this is um, obviously a much deeper thing. There's who knew what, who didn't know what, what was actually known. So I think um, Essendon supporters... I'm just going to stand by him until obviously something else comes out that suggests that they shouldn't. Um, as for him being bigger than the club, I don't think he is. I don't think any Essendon supporter truly believes that. Um, do we want him to go? No, but if the investigation comes out and it shows that, you know, he was very much negligible and he was, you know, willingly involved in a program that was giving uh, prescription uh, enhancing drugs, oh, prescription, um, performance enhancing drugs, sorry. Erotic then, um, yeah, well, yeah, just erotic any type of drug. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll call them erotic, su- we'll call them substances. Sounds much better, doesn't it? Um, then, yes, I think um, then obviously Essen supporters will have to reconsider and we'll go from what, there. What's that, what, where, what, where's that burden of proof? I mean, where's the tipping point for you guys as far as... Um, you, you want conclusive charges laid and you know, proven in a court of law or um, proven without any doubt at all that this has all taken place and heard knew about it? Or, you know, are you, are you happy for it to uh, sort of come to a grinding halt based on a series of technicalities and, um, you know, sort of not having that last 10% of uh, conclusive conclusive proof? And, and, and would you consider that to be vindication or would you consider that to be lucky if... Um, if, if they don't get to find that final nail? Look, I think um, it really does come down to what actually comes out in that report. I could Obviously, it's difficult to say right now what our reaction will be when we don't know what's actually in that report. So I guess it all comes down to the context of what, it com- what comes out of it. And I guess, yeah, so I think it's a play-by-ear sort of thing. And to say now what our reaction should be and you know, given any given scenario is just not really for this time and place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so the, the things that are leaked into the, into the media, and there's a, a substantial circumstantial case building up around this in the media, does that shake your confidence at all? Um, it doesn't really shake the confidence because, as I said, he's, the club has brought us so much success over the last oh, 140 years. Um, but... Obviously, you know, there was a good time in, you know, 1897. I enjoyed it much. Uh, Muchly, I was there. But um, no. So um, they've brought us a lot of success, well, recently as well. And I think they've earned our trust until it, it's been shown otherwise. So, yeah, we're just going to stand by the club and what happens, happens, and then we'll deal with it from there. And, that, and that's, that's fair enough. But just on the amount of success and everything and the trust that you place in the board because of that... Um, I think as Carlton people, and there's a number of us on this particular panel. Um, Not me. There is. 
there, there are. Oh, I mean, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I said there's a number. I didn't say we all are. Um, we we I mean we've had the well the exact same level of success as you guys have. Um, I mean oh, to the point. <laughs> but Tune out, we, did beat, we did beat GWS on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's, we've won. I mean, we've won the same number of premierships, even if we've actually won more actual grand finals. Oh. Um, but, oh, but um, oh, what I'm, what I was I'm, lied to. What, 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 I, what I'm getting at is that there doesn't seem to be the same level of accountability being leveled at board level. Uh-huh. Uh, you've, I mean, you've had your governance support and everything and yes you've fired Ian Robson and or he's retired um, you know and people have gone but there doesn't seem to be the same amount of angst from the Essendon supporter group towards the board that there is say that we had when our board massively stuffed up in 2000 um, and I don't get how that can be the case I mean on the one hand the board the governance report openly came out and said look we experimented on our players in a way that's not really appropriate. Would and I, I don't get how Essendon people can just sit back and go, well, that's okay, we'll just wait for the Asada report now and we'll see what happens. I don't get that mentality. Well, well I, I, look at look at what happened when, you know, say the early 2000s and that sort of thing. We weren't travelling too well at Carlton. But start start of this year, Essendon had been travelling well and everyone's like, stick with success, go for it, love it, support it. This is from my point of view. If Essendon had been down the bottom of the ladder, I think there would have been the same vicious reaction. You know, you've stuffed up and you can't even win bloody football. And so in, a similar exam- yeah. oh, in a similar example to what you are just saying then, it's a bit like you compared the uh, of Gary Ablett Jr. leaving Geelong and Tom Scully leaving Melbourne. Like, as in... Geelong have had the success, and Gary Ablett had the success at the club, so they're a lot more forgiving. Whereas Tom Scully with Melbourne, it was hatred. Um, and I think it's a similar situation here. Obviously, the results um, sort of soften up the edges in a bit. So, it, I mean, we've got something to enjoy. We can go to the football each weekend and, you know, see us be competitive. Whereas if we weren't being competitive, then a lot of banks would be directed towards the board and a lot more than we're seeing now. And a lot more will probably still come. But at this stage, I think it's also a football department issue as well as obviously the CEO being accountable. But to say that David Evans and some of the other board members should be accountable, I think it's a bit of a stretch. Who should should be accountable then? Who should be accountable for the running of football at Essendon? Where does the buck stop? Um, I think the buck stops with the CEO, Um, especially when it comes to the football department matters. It was Ian uh, Robson's. It was Ian Robson's job to oversee that. Um, this is going to get um, Jamie very excited when I name some of these names. Um, it was Paul Hamilton who was, you know, head of the football department. Um, obviously, and of course, you got Dean Robinson as head of the fitness department, and of course, you got James Hurd too. And what's he the head of the which department? He's well, head coach, obviously. So uh-huh. yes. So there's a lot of people, and it's a, it's a big chain. So, and I think that's one of the things to come out of the Switzkowski report is that this, obviously, chain of command has to be a lot clearer. And I personally believe it should stop with the CEO. And, of course, Ian Robson's gone now and Ray Gunston's come in. Um, but, of course, uh, Paul Hamilton's gone, 
Dean Robinson stood down, won't be coming back. The club hates him. And James Hurd, obviously, is still up in the air. So I don't think the angst should be really directed at the board, per se. Obviously, the CEO, but as a collective, I don't think so. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so we'll, we'll, I think we'll move along a little bit. It was starting to get a little bit heated there for a moment. No, I, 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 I just... Yeah, I'd just like to reassure prosecutor in the way that um, I, I do understand you guys are going to you're going to stick with your team until there's no reason to stick with them anymore, and that's the heart of being a supporter. And at the mm. end of the day, what you said about success rings true. Uh, at, at our very core, we're about the on-field stuff, not the on the off-field stuff. Exactly. But when the club does something that affects your on-field performance and um and um affects your ability to win win games that's when the supporters will turn back towards their own board and start looking inwardly for somebody to um to be accountable so i i, I totally understand it um um until if, if 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 all this came out in the wash and you guys were found guilty of something and you were stripped of points or players or suspended or whatever, I expect that the Essendon supporter ire would eventually turn around and go, okay, now you've cost me my enjoyment of the game for a little while. Time to go. Well, just um, as well as this, I went to a um, supporter function the other day at Windy Hill, and speaking to the players, the um, mood's uh, confident. Uh, the players believe that nothing ill toward has actually happened. Um, the interviews were just finishing up at that stage and the club is confident that they're going to come out of this. Obviously not. They're going to get a whack from the AFL. I don't think anyone's that naive to suggest that won't happen. But as when it comes to player bans and all that sort of stuff, the club's confident that there will be no bans and we'll, or we'll you, dodge the um, eye of the storm. Do you think you did anything wrong personally? Um, did you I personally don't... administer drugs? <laughs> no, no, no. Did you? Did you well, your I'm personal opinion. Your personal opinion. Did Essendon do anything wrong, apart from the governance issues? I mean, do you think that they took any substance they shouldn't have taken? Well, I can't really say that because all that would be based on is conjecture and hearsay. Yeah. But Oops. I do, I do agree though that there were serious failures in, obviously the system and how it was set up and that obviously questions do have to be answered and people do have to be held responsible. Who those people are still has to be obviously decided to. What did your gut instincts say? Yes, yeah. did they take it or did they not? What, you know, your personal opinion. Um, did they take it? I, I, oh, obviously I think they did take the AOD, um, but of course I think everyone and the players in the club have also know that they took that, but I guess the question comes down to the legality, and it's just a minefield there. So, uh, legality, you mean uh, whether Asada gave gave some sort of permission or assurance that it was okay, or legality as far as uh, it was provided by a compounding chemist, or legality as far as um, um, you know? Um, Look, I don't think anything's yeah. going to come out of the. Um, this dank letter. I think yep. that's, you know, as Jared Waitley said, some letters aren't worth what they're written on, the paper they're written on. But um, as opposed, uh, well, as for the, um, as for the uh, loopholes, I think Essendon's definitely going to go after them. And, well, obviously any club will do it in the same circumstance. Yep. And what comes out of them? I mean, there was a report from um, 
was it now you'll be able to tell me this jamie is it baker and mitchell from the age uh baker and mckenzie yeah richard McKenzie, bacon McKenzie. yeah yeah they had a in one of their articles they said that the asada believed that their case is weak on the aod substance of course that comes back though whether there was any other substances and for our what was it phimism or i can't remember yeah well yeah whether that was the legal variety or the illegal variety and of course there's look there's just too much to talk like there's too many substances rumored none of us really know what was taken what was not taken because i mean at first it was human growth hormone we were accused of taking and it's kind of you know tampered away from that but just i guess it, it it exemplifies that we don't really know what they've taken and to guess would just be naive really do you not feel a bit uncomfortable that substances that weren't um, passed for fit for human consumption were, were given to the players? Okay, I think there's a clear distinction we need to make there. Um, I think it's it's fit for human consumption. It's just not a pu- uh, approved for therapeutical use, which is why it's under that section zero. Um, so I think it's safe. It's being added, it's been going to be used as a food additive. Clinical trials showed you know no ill effects. So as for, so if you're using it on the players obviously it shouldn't have been used but as con- health concerns i i'm not too fussed about it neither the players okay um any further like final comments from you guys on this i'm just wondering if if, if essendon if this all goes down with um essendon find the loophole they're looking for um will essendon supporters feel vindicated and do they do they believe that they'll be sort of branded or tarred for life over this incident? Um, when it comes to the tarring part, I don't think that's going to affect anyone. I mean, Carlton supporters have been living with the salary cap cheap things for ages. Yep. Sydney supporters deal with the cost of living. Collingwood have the human growth hormone rumours. Hawthorne have the injunction. St Kilda have what? the off-field scandal. I mean, every club has it. <laughs> Essendon have the uh, so, salary cap cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've, we've stopped talking about Essendon now. So, yeah, North Melbourne have their, you know, um, affairs and pretty much everything else. But, of course, every club has something and it's not going to affect Essendon supporters. I mean, even at the games, I haven't heard too much about it. And the only things I do see is some smart aleck who thinks that uh, riding the same, like, using, oh, they've got plenty of pep in their step. You know, they they think they're funny and original where it's set every week and, Essence, cool, boys, though. get used to it. Oh, it, it is. Can I use it? You, you may. Thanks. I'm writing this down. <laughs> step. Uh, I'm just interested. I swear, to... if you look, if you look at the opposition thread um, that you know who play Essendon, there will always be one post that has you know stuff like Pep, Tired, all in capital letters, trying to be subtle, but with no subtlety and no originality at all. It's quite hilarious though, because they all Quick think that they're the, the first to do it. Yeah, yeah, just stuff like that, you know, inject some pace into the midfield, all this sort of stuff. It's fantastic. Don't be a prick. <laughs> it does seem to <laughs> well, be... Don't, don't, don't needle us, right? right? <laughs> Is that... James, um, uh, yeah, just, it, it does seem to me just on that point that the, um, the, the scramble for the moral high ground that goes on from Essendon, uh, I'd say from the board level and CEO level down to the average uh, big footy punter, 
He is a bit hypocritical at some uh, some junctures, given that Essendon supporters, as is their prerogative, have had absolutely no problem dishing it out to St Kilda, to North, to Hawthorne, to Collingwood over the over the various things. Yet now, uh, sort of affecting a stance that um, you know we should all rise above this kind of thing. What I'd be interested to know is how long do you think it's honestly going to drag out for? Because there were reports in the media um, in the last week or two where Asada was, was starting to talk years rather than months. Um, okay. How, how um, much longer can it, can it go on for just out of, a, out of academic interest? Okay, I'll address the hypocrisy for, uh, part first. And I'll refer you to the um, sympathy for Essendon thread on the uh, North board, and hoping and hoping Ooh, Essendon sing, will fold sing. after yeah after the, hoping Essendon will fold after the 2007 North Gold Coast saga. So I think you know North supporters and every other team supporters is guilty of being hypocrites. I think that's right. just football. But hey, on hey, how, hey. but on supporters. yes, <laughs> <laughs> a shiny horrible example. Yeah. Um, yes. Have a sip of water, collect your thoughts. But yes, on on how long this could take, um, I think a clear distinction that needs to be made is that on that article, it was mentioned that the um, drugs in sport investigation could take years, mm-hmm. which obviously covers all the ACC report rather than just the um, alts at the ACCC. Who cares? Um, but yes, yeah, so that's covering you know the whole report as opposed to just Essendon. I think the Essendon... I think the club expect a result or, you know, at least um, the preliminary findings within a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So obviously once you include like, you know, legal defences and trials and all that sort of stuff, it could go on for a year or two or longer. But as in, you know, players potentially receiving infraction notices and stuff like that, I think that's months at most, not years. Mm, I don't think that'll happen for what it's worth, but anyway. At the yeah. end of which, the AFL will just sit down and go, well, we'll just bring it all under disrepute and fine Essendon 500 grand and pretend nothing happened. Uh, it'll be. I think it'll be significantly more than 500 grand, but yes, yeah, that's no. probably disrepute. Two million bucks, two years of draft picks and Jimmy Hurd and the players skate. I think that's what'll happen. I <laughs> think that was my suggestion too. That's probably not a fair, that's probably not a far, a far off guess either. Yeah. 